the countdown is on. We are eight days away from Christmas, which means that there will not be a podcast next week because we actually start Christmas festivities around the 23rd around here and are really busy and I'm just giving myself that permission to not be here. I was actually not even here last week. Maybe you can tell, maybe you can't, but still have a bit of a cold and really didn't have much of a voice last week. So I was like, oh, there goes that. But today I want to talk to you about music, about Christmas music. I had shared a comment on a song that somebody posted on social media, Here With Us by Joy Williams. One of my favorite Christmas songs. And I had commented and said, oh, this is on our Christmas morning playlist. And so he's like, well, wait, will you share your playlist with us? So I am trying to figure out actually how to create one that is shareable rather than just kind of give you a list of music. Here with us is one of them. We have this great tradition where we start playing music pretty loud when it is time for the kids to start getting up. I know what you're thinking. What? You have to wake your kids up? I do. I always have. They are all sleepers. Even when they were little and they were toddlers, they were not getting up at four, five, six, seven in the morning. I had to wake them up in the summers by nine. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not waking them up. I like this alone time. Why would I do that? So they have always been children that need a little encouragement in the morning. So we use this Christmas morning playlist to kind of start it out and set the mood. It is, it gets longer every year. We keep adding things to it. But we have about four or five that we really use to get everyone up. But then the last song that plays, which is by the time that everybody is to the tree and sitting around, is there are two. There's one. It's called Vene Vene Emmanuel by the Ten Tenors. Look it up. It is so beautiful. It is Emmanuel in the Latin sung by a monk men's choir, which is, if you look up the history of the song, there's a lot of great story behind that. And then we play here with us when we're sitting around the tree, and then we'll read the Christmas story, and then we'll pray, and then we'll do presents. One of the things that I have grown to love about music and songs, I'm sure there are a million amazing quotes about the power of music and what it really means. To me, it's just kind of extra. Not extra and like crazy and over the top and too much, but extra in that it just kind of can take your heart, your emotions, your thoughts just a little bit further, a little bit extra. Especially when we're singing praise to the Lord. There are scripture all over the Bible, talking about how we use song in praise. Psalm 104.33, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. Psalm 92.4, I mean, the book of Psalms is a whole book of, of poetry and of music. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands, I sing for joy. It's this like extra worship, I think, this extra little push I'm not quite sure how to define it well, but I think you will know what I mean. Music just has the way of really stirring our souls, sharing a little extra. Because of that, among many other things, when I was homeschooling our kids, we had started an enrichment group that incorporated learning some of the more fine art type subjects. So we had poetry. We did a composer study. So every semester we would study one composer, let's say Beethoven for a whole semester, and a poet and an artist. And then we would do one Shakespeare play. And then we would also do a hymn and folk song study. And this is something that I really fell in love with, was learning about the history or the story behind the song, either the folk song or the hymn. 
we would learn the song, we would sing the song, we would learn the history behind the song and really take time to meditate on what it is. So in light of music, Christmas music, where I want to read the history of a song for you that actually is not on our playlist. It is pretty, it is popular, I love singing it at church, it's Silent Night. We do the candle thing, it's very Christmassy, right? But I'd love for you to hear the background and the story behind the song of Silent Night. It was Christmas Eve in the Austrian Alps at the newly constructed Church of St. Nicholas in Obendorf, a Tyrol village near Salzburg. Father Joseph Moore prepared for the midnight service. He was distraught because the church organ was broken, ruining prospects for that evening's carefully planned music. But Father Joseph was about to learn that our problems are God's opportunities, and the Lord causes all things to work together for good for those who love him. It came into Father Joseph's mind to write a new song, one that could be sung organless. Hastily, he wrote the words, Silent night, holy night, all is calm, and all is bright. Taking the text to his organist, he explained the situation and asked him to compose a simple tune. So that night, December 24th, 1818, Silent Night was sung for the first time as a duet accompanied by a guitar at the aptly named Church of St. Nicholas. Shortly afterward, as Carl Morocker came to repair the organ, he heard about the near disaster on Christmas Eve, Acquiring a copy of the text in tune, he spread it throughout the Alpine region of Austria, referring to it as Tyroler Volkslied. The song came to the attention of the Strasser family, makers of fine skin gloves. To drum up business at various fairs and festivals, the four Strasser children would sing in front of their parents' booth. Like the Von Trapp children a century later, they became popular folk singers throughout the Alps. When the children, Caroline, Joseph, Andreas, and Amelie, began singing Trialer Volkslied at their performances, audiences were charmed. It seemed perfect for the snow-clad region and perfect for the Christian heart. Silent Night even came to the attention of the king and queen, and the Strasser family were asked to give a royal performance, assuring the carol's fame. Silent Night was first published for the congregational singing in 1838 in a German hymn book. It was used in America by German-speaking congregations and then appeared in its current English form in a book of Sunday school songs in 1863. Were it not for a broken organ, there never would have been a silent night. I thought the story was super interesting because I was like, oh, I, I always picture the birth of Jesus as this silent night. Holy night, where all is calm. And the song has nothing to do with describing necessarily the nativity and the birth of Jesus. It really comes from the fact that in the early 1800s, they were going to celebrate Christmas without an organ. They changed it up and they made it work. As I have been kind of meditating on Advent, on the nativity, on the birth of Jesus, on God with us, here with us, that is the Christmas song that we really meditate on around here picturing what this night really looked like and reading about silent night it's like okay it wasn't necessarily a silent night revelation 12 is thought to be a description of that night it is when a battle ensues in heaven over the birth of jesus i recently saw a picture of a depiction that somebody that somebody drew and imagined of what that night could have looked like in the unseen kind of realm around what was going on. First of all, it was birth. It was labor. I doubt it was a silent night. And even after that, shepherds are coming. There's angels singing in the sky. Like, it wasn't a silent night. 
it was a big deal night. A lot going on. And this picture that was painted has like two large like guardian looking angels with giant swords like on either side of the stable. And it's got a dragon in the sky and it's got this battle going on because the Savior has been born and he is now here with us. And the battle continues. The spiritual warfare is all around us. But praise God that at Christmas, it is the beginning of the realization for us as believers that he is here with us every moment of every day, that after we declare him as Lord and Savior and accept him into our lives as our Lord and into our heart, the Spirit is with us constantly. Even when things seem silent, he is here with us. When they seem chaotic, he is here with us. When they are happy, when they are sad, when they are hard, when it is awkward, he is here with us. We're heading into Christmas, eight days. For some, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be the highlight of the year. For others, it is dreaded and it is, it is painful and it's uncomfortable. Praise God for that noisy night, for that epic night when God sent his son to be here with us. I wish I had the rights to play the Joy Williams song here with us for you. I don't. I'm going to encourage you, look it up. Listen to the lyrics. Be encouraged and reminded what happened. What does this mean for us? And how do we walk every day remembering that he is here with us every single moment? Because there's so much hope in that. There's so much peace in that. There's so much comfort in that. And that is like the best Christmas gift that we can get. So I pray comfort and peace and joy over all of you this Christmas season as we head into the busy, the fun, the hard. I pray that we remember that God is with us and that we are able to share that in word, in deed, maybe even in song with those around us. I pray you have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you next year. Mm -hmm.